Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another edition of marvin's room your number one source for all things business finance and investing i'm your host with the most marvin francois and today is a very special day because we have my guy none other then Mike the businessman. How you doing, my, my brother? My man. How's appreciate everything going? You for having me out here, brother. Listen, appreciate you for having for coming through. And today is gonna be an amazing day because we're gonna be talking about how to start your own private car rental yes, company. Sir. Right. I'm super excited for us to get into it. But before we do that, make sure you guys take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now. Just go ahead and slap the like button and show right this now. episode some love. But Without further ado, let's get it. Let's get right into it. Yes, My sir. guy, Mike the Businessman, man. <laughs> My man. How are you, bro? I'm excited to be here, bro. I'm excited to have you, man. It's been a lot of chirping. Yes, sir. It's been a lot of noise. It needs to be. You know, I, I done had, <laughs> had some people on here and, and they were like, yo, I got some other people I want to bring on. Is, is it cool with you for bringing them on? I said, listen, yeah. don't bring don't bring no chumps. Right. Don't bring right. no sucks. Right. I need some heavy hitters. And yeah. and there was one name that kept revolving. There was one name Ooh, that kept circulating. Tell me what they said. They tell said, listen, they if said. you really want to turn this thing up. <laughs> yes, sir. They said, if you really want to take this to another level, you got to bring this man on here. Yes, sir. And it was your name, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy I was able to come. And you're uh, uh, all the way from Texas, correct? I came all the way from Dallas, Texas, bro. Crazy. Yes, sir. Yes, flew sir. in today, flew on Florence night. And I got to go tonight. I got to be in Tulum in 48 hours. See, yes, listen, sir. so so we, we got to make this happen then. We got we to gotta, we gotta, we gotta light this thing up. It was worth it, though. I'm like, yo, when you hit me up, I'm like, say less. I'm here. And we here. Yes, sir. I'm excited, man. <laughs> and I know you're going to bring a lot of game for the for the audience. Um, Facts. Get but, your pen and your pads out, yo. Yo, listen. I'm dropping gems. It's about to be one of those. It's about to be one of those. So without further ado, let's get into it, right? Now, before we get started of course take a second to introduce this introduce yourself let the people know who you are where you're from uh what it is that you do and how you got your start all right so my name is michael anoha aka mike the businessman that's what everyone calls me um i've got a six thousand square foot warehouse right by the dallas fort worth airport i own a private car rental business mm -hmm. i rent out luxury and exotic vehicles that's what i've been doing for almost two years now i've been very successful at it okay uh, my background so after college actually i went to rutgers new, uh, new jersey oh, right here yeah. in new jersey yeah. Yeah. Dope. Right, very, very dope. Yeah. rutgers new jersey yeah um, okay so i graduated computer information systems man jersey was whack bro i tell people jersey raised me but texas paid me I Love it. They couldn't give me a job out here, so I had to pack my bags. I went to Texas. Mm -hmm. I got a job in auto insurance. So I was selling property and casualty non-standard auto insurance. Okay? okay. So basically people with lots of tickets, suspended licenses. We getting them some insurance, getting them back on the road. All right. So I kind of got my feet wet in the insurance game um, at an early age. Years later, fast forward years later, you know how it is, bro. You always feel like the grass is green on the other side. Right. So I went back to corporate America. I dusted off my degree, got a job um, as a vice president, uh, tech and cyber operational risk management for okay. J.P. Morgan Chase and Bank of America. Um, so basically what that means is it's almost risk management. We're gotcha. the ones that keep the bad guys out of the companies, all right? So, right. Um, so I combined that experience of risk management, insurance. I had some buddies that were doing rentals and they were making a killing in it, right? So I figured, all right, bet. Let me get into it. I got to be honest with you, man. I couldn't tell you the difference between a V8 engine from a V10 or a V12. Okay. But I know how to make money off them things, and that's all that matters, right? Right, right, So right. Um, 
I just basically just took my experience and I ran with it. I mm -hmm. went all in. So right. Yeah, we here. And you're here now. Yes, Man. sir. And what's the fleet sitting at right now in terms of? Ooh, um, in the warehouse at the moment, probably have about between 10, 12 cars right there. Mm, hold on, let me sit up. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What, what kind of cars are we talking about? Yeah, here, so a few, a few, a few cars you might have heard of. Okay. Uh, a Lamborghini Huracan. Okay, I, I, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, that sounds uh, familiar. McLaren 570 GT. Okay, yeah, that sounds yeah, even more yeah, familiar. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, a couple of other European ones. Um, uh, a Bentley Bentayga, like I mm -hmm. mentioned. I got the, I got a, what else I got in there now? I got a BMW i8 Roadster in there. Okay. I got a Range Rover in there. I got a Rolls Royce Rafe in there. Oh, you're crazy. About to get a Ghost in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can keep going, bro. Yeah, you need to say, drink some more, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna be, this, is gonna be, this is gonna be exciting okay yes, so sir. now and that's why i was excited to have you on because I, I know that my audience is very very much so interested in the car rental space but okay. i was even more interested to bring you on because not just because you're in the car rental space but because of the way that your business model is set up right yes, sir from the research that i've done I, I, it seems that the car rental space is one of the more hottest hottest spaces to get into like right head to head with like airbnb 100 and a lot of the platforms that a lot of these people are using are like toro get around hire car, car and the right. list just goes on and on and on but when I did my research into you, I was able to find out that you don't utilize any of these platforms. No, sir. You actually have a business model where you have a private car rental company. Yes, sir. Am I correct on that? Yes, sir. 100%. So now talk to me a little bit about that because I think that a lot of people heard that their ears just perked up. They said, hold on. I'm, I thought you I thought you needed Toro to get started. Right. I thought you needed Get Around and Hire Car and all these right. other platforms. And you're like, nah, I don't, I don't use none of that. And nope. you know, I'm here doing what I have to do. For the for the for the the audience member that's listening right now, could you explain the difference between you know having a car rental business on a platform like a Toro or yeah. like a higher car versus what it is that you do, right. which is a private car rental company? Right. So I think the biggest differentiating factor here is data. Who owns the data? Right. Oh. So for me, I'm all about collecting data, mm -hmm. being able to retarget and remarket my customers. Right. Right. So when I'm relying on a, a platform. I'm giving up the rights to that data. They own the data. Okay. Right? I can't reach out to those customers in the future. So for me, that's a big, so I was a big no-no for me. So I knew from day one, mm -hmm. it was private rentals all the way. Gotcha. Okay. So I just leveraged those platforms for barely a month, two months. I don't know about you. If you've ever done, I hate to mention these company names, but if you've ever done one of those car sharing platforms, it's a lot of minimum wage activities. Okay. I barely did it two months and I quit. I'm like, I'm not doing this crap. And I went full in. I got a warehouse and I went all the way private. Mm -hmm. So that's just me. However, there's several models to the car rental business game and I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll break it down for you guys, right? So there's a ride sharing model, okay? Okay. So that's where you buy cars specifically and you're targeting. So your niche here is people that are on ride sharing platforms like your DoorDash, your Uber Eats, right? So you're targeting, you're buying cars for them and then you're giving those cars to them to go rent it out. So that's one model, right? right. The second model is a car sharing model, mm -hmm. okay? That's more popular. So you have apps like Turo, Get Around, Hire Car. So you're getting cars and you're, putting them on those platforms, the car sharing platforms. Mm -hmm. um, a third model, which is the one I embrace, is mm -hmm. the private car rental model. Mm -hmm. So I'm going direct to customer. Um, you have a location and you're able to charge more. Mm -hmm. There's a fourth model. It's more advanced. It's, it's, the, it's the floor plan dealer model. Okay. Where you got a dealer license and, and you're, you're using your floor plan to get cars and then you rent them for 90 days. You either sell them mm -hmm. or, or you just, you know, you send them to auction, sell them off, get new cars. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those are the different models that you, that are in the space. Um, a lot of people are mostly familiar with the car sharing model, but yeah, there's better ones out there. Got you. Now to dive a little bit deeper into the car sharing model, one thing yeah. that I've heard from, cause I know a couple other people who are in the private rental space. One 
one big motivating factor for a lot of them, and I think this is probably maybe a, another motivating factor for you, was the fees that gotcha. are associated with these car riding, uh, car sharing platforms. Talk a little bit about that because there are some people who probably aren't in the space yet who yeah. maybe want to get into the space, right. right? And for you having the experience that you have, I'm sure that that was one of the things where you're like, man, I'm paying you how much money? Is that all my cars on there? 100%. Right? So can you talk about the differentiating thing between that in terms of like, you know, some of the benefits that come with having a private rental company right. versus like being on some of these car sharing, uh, these, these ride sharing platforms. Right. So facts, I I'll give you a real life example. I was going to Atlanta a few months ago and I tried to rent a Rolls Royce out there and the gentleman had his Rolls Royce. It was a Rolls Royce ghost and he had it on there for only $600 a day, right? Mm -hmm. So for two days, the bill came out to like 1200 and that's, that's the bread that was going to him. Then Turo tacked on an extra almost $1,000 trip fee, they called it. Okay. And they also tacked on like an insurance fee on there. Right. So at the end of the day, the bill was almost 20 something, 24, 2500. But unfortunately for the owner of the car, mm -hmm. he's given up almost 200 miles a day. Mm -hmm. He's only going home with 1200, but not even 1200 because after that, Turo's taking, depending on what plan he's on, mm -hmm. anywhere from 10% to 30% of that. Mm -hmm. So homeboy is going home with only $700. That's crazy. Turo's banking almost 15, 16, 1700. Right. So for me, that's my problem with these platforms, right? So if, if you were doing private rentals, I rent my ghost out for a minimum of anywhere from 1100 to 1400 a day. Right. You know, that's, that's what I rent mine out for. Right. So why would I give up that bread when I could do just it do it direct to customer? Do it yourself. So that's for me, that was the switch that told me like, no, I, this, I feel like Turo is built for the renters and also for their investors. Their bottom, they're about to go, they're about to launch an IPO. So okay. they're about to go pl uh, public. Okay. So they have to please their shareholders, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not here for the host, unfortunately. Um, and I think for me, that was, the, that was the thing that I couldn't take about the platform. And so that's why I just do it privately. Got you, got you, got you. And how long have you been doing in the, in the private space? I've been doing that almost two years now. Got yeah. you, got you, got two you. Years. And already had 11 cars, I think you said. 11 right? cars. See, I preach a different... I, I know you, so a lot of people, you guys have watched a bunch of YouTube videos and there's gurus out there that tell you go get 30 cars in 30 days. I preach quality over quantity. Okay. Okay, you can still make more bread with just a few of the right cars. Like if you if you niche down and then you you you, you market to your avatar, mm -hmm. you define your avatar, who's your target audience? Like picture what they look like. Like mm -hmm. if you're if you're targeting traveling nurses, if you're targeting uh, business professionals, you're targeting families, drill down to like the kind of cars they like, drill down to your marketing message, everything. No, like for me, my avatar, they like flashier cars. Right. So I go get cars like the BMW i8, the doors lift up. Right, right, You know what I'm saying? I go throw on a purple wrap on that baby, and they love that. Right. You know, I go get like a McLaren with the butterfly doors, or I get a C8 that's mm -hmm. got butterfly doors. They mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. Right. You know, and then they'll happily pay me anywhere from $500 to $1,000 on a C8. Right. You can't get that on two row. Right. I see C8s on Turo for $199. Oh, that's crazy. There you go. That's insane. So um, I think if you are able to just define your avatar, mm -hmm. get the right cars that they want, mm -hmm. it'll be a breeze. Private rentals all day. Okay, so now let, let's 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 break down the play. Let's run the play now. Let's, let's do let's it. Break this thing down step let's by do step. It. Now, um, in terms of getting started, right? Let's start out with structure. Okay. Structure is the most important thing in any business 100%. you do. I don't care if you're renting out cars or you're selling hotcakes on the corner 100%. of Flatbush Avenue, right? 100%. You need structure. Right. When it comes to credit, okay. right, in terms of securing these vehicles, okay. does my credit need to look a certain way in order for me to get started in the private rental business? And if so, what does that structure need to look like uh, as it pertains to that? All right. So first things first, I'll pre preface with this. You don't need to have good credit. 
You don't need to have any credit. You don't need to have any cash. Really? You don't need to have any cars to get started in this business. Okay. okay. And we'll talk about that a little later. Okay. However, to answer your question specifically, like if you were going to go get yourself a bunch of cars, yes, okay. you do want to make sure that your credit's cleaned up, right? At least a 680 or better. That way you can get better interest rates on the cars. Um, You can uh, qualify for several banks. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go to the credit unions. You can take advantage of like the Bank of America, a uh, small business auto loan where they give you very low interest rates, less than 5%. And okay. they'll approve you for up to four on one LLC. Okay. So there's several bank plays that we could run. Like there's banks out there like Lightstream that are giving out a bag. You can get up to 100000 from them okay. on a car. Um, so I think, yes, first and foremost, right, get your credit right. Okay. Um, once your personal credit is right, that you meet the right data points, right? Make sure you don't have any of the late payments, chargebacks, repossessions on there. Get all that cleaned up. This is 2022, y'all. Everybody needs to have good credit in Amen. 2022, y'all. Like let's, let's stop with all of that. <laughs> like, now get your credit right, right? Right. Okay. So once you've done that, next thing you need to start looking at is because you don't want to get these cars in your personal. Once again, a lot of people watch some videos on YouTube and they ran out, got 30 cars on their personal credit. Now they can't even qualify for a cell phone, bro. Right. Yeah, true story. DTI is messed up. Yo, Sorry, Marvin, true story, y'all. December, a guy came to my warehouse um, almost at the point of tears. He told me he bought a bunch of cars, put them on a platform. And the platform dried up. Like December, January, February, most of these platforms are dried up. Right. And this guy was telling, he confessed to me that he'd been living off his credit card, paying Crazy. his mortgage. He has a family with kids. Right. He's been living off his credit cards for months now, mm -hmm. almost at the brink of bankruptcy. Crazy. Just because his DTI was through the roof and there's no way to get out from underneath it. Right. You know, so um, let's not make those mistakes. Okay. Let's be smart. Once your personal credit is where you need it to be, now you want to get your business credit right. Okay. Okay. So make sure your business credit hits the right data points too. Mm -hmm. um, make sure you've got a, a, a business address, business phone number, business email, mm -hmm. all of that stuff, right? Um, once you get your business credit right, you want to be buying the cars in your business name. Okay. Um, now, here's another thing. Another bar you guys don't hear anywhere. Banks, car rentals is considered high risk. Okay. So your NIACS code needs to be something different, like business consulting, mm -hmm. something like that. So the way we structure it is you have a parent company, mm -hmm. okay, that's maybe like a consulting company. Mm -hmm. And then your exotic business could be a DBA mm -hmm. or a child company of the parent company. Mm -hmm. The parent company is what we're going to go use to get the bag from the banks. Okay. Okay, that's what we're going to use to apply for our loans, all of that, okay? So we keep that one squeaky clean. We make sure you get the general, get the DUNS number, you generate a paydex on that, get some trade lines on there. Whatever you need to do, do that. Beef that guy up because that's where you get all the money from. Okay, especially now we're about to go into a recession. Mm -hmm. Go get as much business credit as you can. You can never have enough. In fact, you yeah. can never have enough. We're Definitely. going into a recession right now. I, I have a video where I just got over two hundred thousand mm -hmm. in business credit in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you guys to do that because the, the the storm is coming. Oh, the storm, um, the storm is definitely coming. Yes, sir. So now let, let's 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 backtrack here and, and and do a quick review of that. Yeah. So first off, like you were saying. You want to get the personal credit personal personally. Problem. Listen, if you've been watching my YouTube channel for long enough, you already know what your personal credit is supposed to look like. So we didn't have yep. to break that down, right? But like you said, 680 or higher, right? You want to keep your inquiry account low. No uh, no late payments, right? Things of that nature. You want to make sure you have at least three to five uh, positive accounts on your credit report with a nice age to make sure that your credit is pro properly structured. Then from there, like you said, we don't want to go out there and get the cars in our personal name. No. We want to get them in our business name, right? Because mm -hmm. now if we get them in our personal name, to your point, whether it's two, three, four, five cars, this, and this is something not, not a lot of people talk about. DTI is real, yep. right? 
debt to income ratio, right? So when we talk about debt to income ratio, this has to do with how much you're borrowing compared to how much money you bring in. And now to your point, if you have all these cars that are in your personal name that you own, that you have loans on, right? This is not going to affect your negatively affect your ability to go and get credit from future lenders down the line, whether it's a phone bill, whether it's another credit card or whatever it may be, because banks are not going to feel comfortable giving you money. We got all this debt lingering out there that you need to pay back. Then you also talked about, you know, business structure, right? 100%. Uh you one you one key one important key that you made was the NAICS yes, code, right? Mm-hmm. So to, to do a quick dive into that for those who don't know, the NAICS code is basically a code uh, connected to a classifying system for businesses, right? Yeah. Depending on the type of business you have, every business has an NAICS code that the banks and lenders and other other entities use to determine what field of business that you're in. And the level of risk. Right, yeah. and the level of risk. So for example, I have I have a credit repair company, right? But my credit repair company is not structured as a credit repair company, it's structured as a business consulting agency, right? right? Because it's high risk. I just learned something new. I didn't know that car rental was high risk, but now that I think about it, it think about everything that 100%. comes to the business, you wanted to. So that's another gem, right? Make sure that when you go in and you're getting a, and we would get an LLC for this business. Yes, right? 100%. You want to make sure that the NAICS code is connected to something not low risk. The easiest one to get is, is uh, business consulting. And then from there, we're building up our business credit, right? right? And then we're, we're able to go out and get the car. Yes, sir. Son, you know I pulled you over today? Because I was doing 90 and a 40 and hit three people along the way. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. What I do care about though is uh, checking our system. Seems like you got a 580 credit score, right? Now, normally, I'd give you a ticket for this, but instead I'm going to give you a link to a website called francoiscapital.com, right? They specialize in removing hard inquiries, charge-offs, collections, student loans, evictions, and so much more. So when you leave here, head over to francoiscapital.com and book your free credit consultation today, the capital way. All right, well, thank you, officer. What what the hell is this? Are you even a cop? Have a good day. So now let's... Let's, di- let's get a little bit more into the business model of it all, right? Okay. Because you deal with exotics and luxuries. Yes, sir. High earlier, luxury and exotic cars. Earlier on, you were talking about different spaces mm-hmm. that you know people could get into. You were mentioning how most people use rideshare platforms like a hire car, for example. Where that's more geared towards people that use the cars for work, mm-hmm. right? Uber Eats, DoorDash, you know, uh, things of that nature. And then you have other platforms like Toro, maybe for people that are tourists coming in and out the, right. in and out the state, things like that. Could you talk about some of the different niches, mm-hmm. right? We have exotics. We have economy cars cars, things like that. Talk about the different niches, the different spaces that exist in the car rental space. And if I'm the average person and I really want to get into the space, but I don't know what's for me, how do I know? Now, before you get into it, talk slow, be thorough, break it down for them real simple. Oh, I got you. All right. So, you know, most people start off with the economies, right? So they want to get the economy cars. People feel like that's the foundation. That's the bedrock um, that brings steady income throughout the year. So they start off with the economy cars and they'll go throw it on, say, a higher car, right? So you're giving it out to maybe like an Uber driver that's going to keep it for months on end, right? Right. Um, And that's a great plan. That's that's a great strategy. Um, Now, I cater mostly to the higher luxury cars okay. and the exotic cars. The reason why is that's where the bread is at, bro. Okay. Like the amount of money I make, perfect example. I've had an I8. How much is an I8? You could get an I8 for 60, 70 bands. Okay. I've had an I8 that's been gone since December. Mm-hmm. Dude is paying me $4,200 a week every Crazy. week. Crazy. That's insane. You do the math. Right. It's almost 100 Gs, right? Right. So you can't get that with the economy cars. Okay. I don't care how many economy cars you get. You're not going to get that much bread. So for me, I just feel like quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. You give me five good luxury cars, mm-hmm. I'll make you some bread. I'll make you six figures off of them. So that's just my mentality. But yes, you could start off with the economies. Some people like to go get the Sprinter van. Some people do Sprinter vans. Some people do um, slingshot rentals. Um, right. 
And then you have people that want to do like the higher end luxuries and the exotic cars. Mm -hmm. That's another niche out there also. So you could choose either one of those. Most definitely. And then, uh, so, so we have the economy, we have the exotic slash luxury. Mm -hmm. And I think Slingshot, I've heard that's classified as a specialty car, right? Some, specialty kind of like, like that. Like, yeah, like very like that. specific vehicles that kind of people just use. Right. Now, Sprinter Vans, what would that, is that, is that have its own classification? Or I, I would, I would classify that as being luxury. Because they are really? they are quite expensive. Okay, got you, yeah, got you. So but people typically use that for like like party, party rentals buses, and things like that, prom nights and all of that stuff. Got yeah. you, got yes, you. Sir. Now, yes, now, what about like let's say like a like a like a G wagon? Is that also luxury? That would exotic? be that would be classified as luxury exotic, so to speak, because a G wagon right now costs two hundred and fifty bands. So. Got you. <laughs> so yeah, got that you, got you, got you, got you, got you, sir. Okay, got you, got you. All right, so. We have an idea of the different classifications. We've talked about, you know, structure and things that you want to make sure you have in place to get it, get mm -hmm. in the game. Now we need to go get the most important part of the game, the car. Get your right? cars. We got to get the car, right? Now this is, I think, going to be the most important part of the video because I think this is something that before this video, if you were trying to get into the space, this is probably something that maybe you were extremely confused about or you just had a bunch of questions that need to be answered. Right. So hopefully you're able to answer those questions for them. Let's talk about securing this vehicle, right? Okay. If, we're, if, we're, if we want to get into the private car rental space, we're like, all right, Mike, the businessman, you got me. I'm hot now. I need, I need to start this. I'm going to start yeah. this business tonight, but I got to figure out where to get the car, right? Got you. Where, where do we go to get the car, okay. right? Where, where, what, what's that process look like? All right, so I'll even take it back one step. Let's assume you don't even have a car. Okay. You don't even have good credit to get a car, right? Right. So you could actually leverage your relationship currency, your social currency. Do you know other people that have cars, siblings, family members, friends, right? Mm-hmm. Once, just let everybody know that you are the rental car plug. Mm -hmm. Once people start to associate you with that, mm -hmm. people will be begging you to rent out their cars. Mm -hmm. I know brokers in my city that don't own a single car to their name, mm -hmm. but they're known as the plug for rental cars. Artists, celebrities, influencers, they come into town, they're calling them up like, yo, I, I need, need a car. car. Right. And it's his job to go get them whatever car they want, mm -hmm. and he makes his bread on top. So you can start off that way. Like, start off being a broker. That's mm -hmm. the easiest way into the niche. Okay. And then, while you're doing that, in parallel, you're working on your credit. You're right. working on your business credit, all right. of that stuff, right? right? Um, once you're ready to buy a car, your credit is ready, I would say the first step is to go apply directly to credit unions. Okay. okay. Credit unions, yeah. Credit unions like DCU, um, Penn Fed, mm -hmm. Navy Federal. Go start with them. Okay, there's several of them out there. Mm -hmm. Credit unions be giving out the bad. They do. Yeah. They give out very good interest rates, easy mm -hmm. approvals. Start from there. Now, once you have that approval in hand, Take that to your dealership. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you your dealer is going to want to match that offer or better. Well, now that's why I was about to ask. So you're yeah. saying don't go to the dealership. Go to the bank instead. First. Why would you say bank instead of the dealership? Because, because a lot of people know to go to the dealership first. Right. Because the problem is once you go to the dealership, they run up your credit. Right. They try to hit you upside the head with a huge down payment. Okay. I don't put money down on my cars. Except sometimes okay. some exotics, you can't get away with it. Okay. So I'm like, if you're buying an exotic worth 300000 mm -hmm. chances are the bank is only going to give you 80%, 90% of the value of the car. Okay. You know, um, now you might have to put something up. But um, if I'm buying a $100,000 car, I'm not putting a dime, a dime down. If I'm buying my Bentayga I just bought, I didn't put a dime down. Got you. So, um, yeah, go get your approval first. Bank of America Small Business Auto Loan. If okay. you have an LLC you just created yesterday, you could actually go online, apply, put in your personal income, and your business income. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, when they say business income, that's how much you're projected to make for the year. Right. So that's the number you put in there. You put that number in there, Bank of America will approve you within an hour or two. Mm -hmm. Take that approval to your dealership. They will match that, or you can still use that to buy a car. 
Right. So I would think that's the best way to get started. Um, okay. Some people have auction access. If you've got auction access and go to the auction, go get your uh, car there too. Got you. Now, one bar I'm going to give you guys about buying cars too, right? Especially if you're looking to get into the car rental business is um understand the concept of a base cash value for a car. What, okay? what is that? Break Let that me down. explain that. All right. So let's take a look. That's a perfect example, right? A BMW i8. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a BMW, especially right now, I haven't seen a BMW i8 that's less than $60,000. Okay. So I kind of know that that's the base cash value. That's, that's as far as it drops on the depreciation curve, okay? Every car has a depreciation curve. Right. So in the rental car game, we kind of want to meet it as close to the bottom as possible. Okay. That way, we're not losing too much money. Okay. Okay. So... If I know if I know that the BMW i8 is never going to drop less than 60,000, if I get a if I see one at 65, 68, 70,000, that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. I have that window that space to play around with mm-hmm. and get rid of the car and I don't lose as much. So just be mindful of that. Like when you go buy a 2022 Mercedes-Benz or BMW, they mm-hmm. depreciate a lot. Right. So within a year that car is crashing. You don't want that. You have to eat, you're going to eat that cost, that mm-hmm. depreciation cost. So try to buy it as low as low as possible on that depreciation curve. Um, I like to buy cars also that are the oldest in the latest model change. So say they changed the design last year or maybe we're in 2022. If they change the design of the car in 2019, mm-hmm. I'm going to go get the 2019 version of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go get the latest version because then I'm going to eat that depreciation. Gotcha. You don't want that. Gotcha. So at least that way it looks like your fleet looks like it's, it's the hottest one, mm-hmm. the latest model. Right. But then you're not eating that depreciation cost. Gotcha. Okay. I'm about to buy a Rolls Royce Ghost mm-hmm. or a Wraith. I know that the Wraith still looks the same from 2014 to 2021. Mm-hmm. Why would I go waste money buying a 2021? When I could get a 2014 that looks exactly <laughs> the same. That's a bar. And would rent for right. the exact same amount of money. That's true. So that's the way you got to look at the business, okay? Same thing with the Ghost. Go get the oldest model that looks the same as the current one. With right. any car you're buying. Right. That's how you stay relevant. That's how you make the most bread in the business. I love when that. you're buying your cars. That's so what I want. Few bars right there. I love that, and and it's called the base cash. What was it called again? Base cash value of the base car. Ca- base cash yes, value sir. of the car. Yes, got sir. you, got you, got you. So wow, that that's that's I didn't even think to think about that. That's yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, a lot of people don't. So that's why they end up with a, in a hole. hundred percent. So so once again, you're basically saying like, hey man, don't even waste time because we've heard the horror stories that come with going to these dealerships, 100%. right? Um, in terms of you go, in there with, you go in there with one inquiry, you leave with like 72. 100%. And now you're getting ready to slap box the owner of the of the place mm-hmm. because he didn't tell you he was only going to run it one time and they shotgun your credit to all the yeah. banks. You're saying cut the middleman out. Yeah. Go straight to the banks because that's what they're doing anyways. Right. Go there. You get your, you find out what you can get approved for as it pertains to auto financing. You come back with the check. There you go. And then you're like, eeny, meeny, money, mo, catch up. I want that one. And then you run out of there. Okay. Yes, sir. So now another thing. There are times though when you want the dealership to run your credit. Though. Talk to me about that. All right. So if 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 you're in the exotic space or you're looking to buy a BMW, okay, I would buy a BMW. I would like to be, I'd rather be financed with, with BMW fi- uh, finance than have a credit union take that long. Why? Because you want to see BMW finance on your credit report. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Rolls Royces, most of the parts are BMW parts. Okay. If you have a good loan with BMW and you've been paying off on it, mm-hmm. years later or months later, if you want to go get a Rolls Royce, they see that on their they credit see that report. On there. They're like, oh, okay. There you go. Got you. I went through, I had an approval with Bank of America to get my Bentley. Right. But when I went to the dealership, they got Bentley Financial. Got you. That looks pretty on a credit It report. looks fantastic. It looks a whole lot better than Navy Federal. Right, 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 there right, you right, go. right, 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 so right, right. So I'll take that over. Now, if they're going to run you through some other. Right. No, nah, I don't need that. Right. So there you go. That's another bar. Goodness gracious. Go. I love that. Okay, yes, so sir. now talk to me about this then, right? Because that's huge. Yeah. 
another aspect of getting the car is how you go about getting the vehicle, right? right. We know one of the two the two main ways that you can go about securing a vehicle is you can either finance it or lease it. Right. Now now that we have our we're trying to start our own private rental company, we have a lot more flexibility as it pertains to that. But from your personal experience, does it make a difference if we lease or finance the vehicle? And if so, what's the better route for us to go? hundred percent financing the vehicle. Okay. Um, because number one, with the leases, they limit the number of miles. Most mm. likely you're gonna go over on the miles with your gotcha. lease, and so it's not even it's not you can't win in that situation. Mm-hmm. Now there is a website out there called swapalease.com. Say that again, but say swap. It's Elise.com. Got you. Got you. Um, so you go to swapalease.com. People that ha- are already in existing leases and want to get out from them, mm-hmm. they put their cars on that platform. Got you. So you're able to actually go on there. If your credit is not as strong, that's a good plug for you. So actually go to swapalease.com mm-hmm. and go find a car that maybe has six months left on the lease. Mm, okay. And if the payments are manageable, they're giving you enough miles, mm-hmm. you could actually get that car. And after you pay it off for the six months, guess what? It's going to show on your credit report like you've paid off that car. Gotcha. So that's an easy workaround with the leases. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't go lease a brand new 2022 car. No, it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, okay. Got you. Okay. So now, right, we talked about structure. We talked about the different niches within the business that you could tap into, what your personal credit needs to look like, what your business needs to look like, where you can get the car, different tips, tricks, and gems on how to secure the car in your best interest, right? Now we got the car. Congratulations, right? But we're not there yet. We're not just going to throw the car on the road and think money's going to start rolling in. There's a process to Mm -hmm. this, right? Another part of this process that I know of and I know you're extremely familiar with is Protecting this asset of ours. Risk mitigation. Risk mitigation, right? Yep. Because like you just said, and I, like I just knew, just learned, which I kind of should have knew already, you know, this is a high-risk industry. And the reason for that is because of accidents. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But we got to make sure this asset that we just secured is protected, right? right? Because we need it to cash flow and create, you know, money for ourselves, for our family, for our business. 100%. So if I'm getting into the private rental business, what are some of those tools that we need to have in place to ensure that this asset that we just secure, secured is protected when we put it on the road. All right, so first and foremost, once you get the car, first thing you need to do is go get some kill switches or GPS trackers in your car. Okay? What's a kill switch? A kill switch is basically, it's a device you put in the car and you can remotely switch off the car. So if your car gets stolen by somebody, you could actually switch it off and they can't start it again until you manually or use, okay. you turn it on yourself. Okay, so make sure you have a kill switch. There are several companies that sell them. I like to use either Viper, I use Advantage GPS, or I'll use Gold Star by Spirian. There you go. I heard those that are three companies out there that offer. Say, an say, say those again, but say it so. Slow. Viper oh. GPS, Viper V I P E R okay. GPS. There's a uh, Gold Star um, by Spirian, mm-hmm. and there's also Advantage. Gotcha. So those are three companies you guys could tap into. Go get kill switches. I like to have in my market. Texas is not as hot as say like in Atlanta. Okay. So in Texas, I could get away with just two trackers in there. Okay. So one I'll keep active. Mm-hmm. That means it's turned on. Mm-hmm. And one I keep passive, so it's off. So it's so there's two in the same track at the two, two in the same car. Okay, that's a bar. So the thief doesn't know. So when they do their scan, they see one that's active. Mm-hmm. They take that out, but they don't even. They know. don't know about the other one that's passive. So right. once I get the report, the ping that one's been switched off, I can't. I can't ping it anymore. Mm-hmm. I switch on the other one and I kill switch them. Gotcha. Right. So in Texas, I could get away with having two. If you're in a, somewhere hot like Atlanta. You want to get about four, you five, wanna, six, seven you of Yeah, you want to triple up on that yeah, mug yeah, at yeah. least. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. So number that's that's the first thing you need to do. Then you need to make sure that you have a good insurance policy on your cars. Okay? Talk about that. So you got to get insurance on your cars. There's several options, right? If, if you have a car that's less than 50000 that's easy. There are companies out there like Lula. 
Insurance, L-U-L-A. Okay. Lula will sell you fleet insurance. So they, they're okay with giving it out to people that are running their cars on Turo or private rentals. Gotcha. So, and it's pretty cheap too. So they charge you based on when the trip starts. Okay. Okay. So it's not for when you're going out on a date with your wifey. They're not going to cover those trips. Right. Only when the car's on a rental. Gotcha. It kicks in. Okay. So, um, however, it gets tricky when the cost of the car is over 50000 Why There's is not a lot of companies that want to take on that risk. A few years ago, a lot of cats out of Miami and Vegas started committing a lot of uh, insurance fraud. Right. They'll get into the exotic car rental business. It doesn't work out after a year or two. They burn down the warehouse and claim right. insurance money, okay? So that kind of messed the business up for a lot of people. So we have to improvise, okay? Um, there are companies out there, if the car is less than 100000 there are companies out there that you can sell supplemental insurance to the customer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's companies like um, insuremycar.com. Say that again, but say it so slow. Insure, I-N-S-U-R-E, mm-hmm. mycar, M-Y-C-A-R.com. Uh-huh. That's one. Um, there's another one called Sure, like S-U-R-E, mm-hmm. sureapp.com. That's okay. another insurance policy. Um, there's Allianz. Everyone's familiar with Allianz. Right. So it's A-L-L-I-A-N-Z.com. Mm-hmm. You could sell those policies to customers. Um, I am a little weary about those. I like to use those. I consider those secondary insurance companies. Obviously, their claims process isn't as mature as, say, your Allstate, State Farm, Progressive, Geico. Right. So I use that as... Uh, so to speak, plan B. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the main way to do this is whoever is renting a car from you needs to make sure they need to make sure they have insurance. Okay. Okay. So the renter needs to have full coverage insurance. And that's a must. That's a must. Like, got you. Don't get too thirsty to where, don't get too excited to collect that bread mm-hmm. and you don't make sure they have insurance. So you have to verify their insurance policy, right. make sure the property damage limits match the value of the car. Okay. So if you're giving them a car that's worth 50000 on ins- on an insurance policy, there's something called a property damage limit. That's what the insurance company is going to pay for the vehicle if it was in a wreck or stolen. Gotcha. Okay. So say you're driving a $50,000 car and you have property damage limits at $25,000 on your policy. Mm-hmm. If you wreck that car, if you total it, your policy is only going to pay out $25,000. That sounds very similar to like gap insurance, isn't it? How- well, gap is more like when it's a total loss. Okay. And then they pay if you're under on your loan. Okay. Gap insurance helps you pay off what you owe still on your note. Gotcha. Right. But this is different. This is if you total the car, but then your insurance policy limits are too low, they're not going to pay the value of the car. Right. Okay. So when if you come to me to rent a $100,000 car, you need to raise your property damage limits on your insurance policy up to 100000 mm. minimum. Mm-hmm. That way, if the car is totaled or stolen, they'll pay for it. Right. So that's one thing you have to make sure you verify on the phone with the insurance policy, uh, the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure it's an active policy. You want to make sure that the renter is listed on there as a driver. Trust me. People come and they scam. It could be a son mm-hmm. that's got the same exact name as his I dad. Just, I literally saw you. Hold on. I saw you make a post on your Instagram story just the other day where I think a guy came with like one name, with like a fake ID or something two like that. Different two, two different fake yeah. IDs. That's crazy. <laughs> hit us, he hit us twice. He hit right. us by phone right. and also hit us by Instagram. Right. Hoping to get two different reps. Mm-hmm. You know, different IDs. Right. So people scam all the time. I get it all the time. A kid... He's got the same exact name as his father, maybe Joe Smith. Right. He's a junior. Dad's a senior. Mm-hmm. Guess what? When you call the insurance company, like, hey, I have a Joe Smith here, and this is the policy number. They're like, yes, yes, Joe Smith, we have, yeah. Right. But it's not the same Joe Smith. Right. So you got to be mindful of things like that, okay? So um, there's a lot of scammers out there. So you yeah. need to make sure you have the right risk mitigation controls in place. Mm-hmm. I'll explain what that means. A control is anything you put in place to mitigate, avoid, or transfer risk. For instance, a door. Mm-hmm. A door is a control. 
It's to keep people out from your house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Same thing with your car rental business. You need to have controls in place so people can't come in. Because trust me, every day people are going to come in to steal these cars from you. Especially if you got the exotic Especially when you got the... They come every single day. Right. So you got to have the right processes and procedures in place to make sure it doesn't happen. So my team... They got to verify insurance. They got to run background checks on people. We got to do a lot of stuff just to make sure those cars come back safely. Right. You got to have those policies and procedures in place. What What are, what are though? What is that? You touched on a couple of them. What is that? Is there a specific? Because background background checks is the most important thing. Hundred percent. Right? So what What are those? Are there websites that you do? Are specific software? What does that process yes, look there, like? There's, there's software. There's websites that we go to. We utilize just to make sure they're paid. You have to pay for them. Is there um, anyone that you? Is there anyone in particular that you recommend? Like perfect example, you could use WhitePages.com. Okay. So you could use WhitePages.com, and, and we're not looking. Now, let me preface with this, though. Like, don't go out there and because you ran their background check and you saw that maybe he stole some candy 20 years ago, you're like, oh, no, I don't, <laughs> yeah, nah, right, I'm, not, right. I'm not tripping off of that. I'm looking for certain red flags. Like, if this guy, I had this one guy last month. He, we ran his, he tried to run a Lambo from me. Right. And we ran, on paper, part, like, bro, you would just say, here, take the key, take all the right. cars, right? Everything he looked good. perfect on right. paper, right? We ran the background check. Homeboy had robbed 300 ATMs. In Oklahoma. He, he just got done doing a 15-year bid. <laughs> okay? So, guys, Google is your friend. Also, you Google the names of these people. You would be surprised what comes up. <laughs> you would be surprised what comes up. So, um, just Google their names sometimes, too. Just do your hey checks and balances just to make sure before you hand over those keys, bro. Brother, brother, if I if I did that check after I gave that brother the vehicle, Ooh. I'd be I'd be hot. There you go. I'd be scared, crying, shook, scared to death, scared to look. Yeah. What? Yeah. Marvin, I tell you this though, like I my policies and procedures are all in place. They're so solid that when I hand over the keys, I sleep at night. I'm not checking my GPS. Right. I have no alerts set on my GPSs. I don't want to know. Like I, I'm cool. I've already done everything. My team's done everything. Mm-hmm. I know that car is coming back. Right. So so now that's and I'm happy there's a great amazing segue because now let's get a little bit into that because now you being two years in the game, yeah. having the fleet that you've had, you've you've dealt with the lumps and the bumps and the bruises yes, that sir. comes with getting into this industry. You're more well versed now. Yes, right. Sir. You've 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 seen a good amount. So talk to me a little bit about that because compared to what is your day to day what is the day to day of the business now gotcha. look like for where you are at now gotcha. compared to when you first started? Because you know, we don't want to just sell everybody, you know, fake dreams and giggles and 100%. make it think that everything is all sweet. You know, you probably went through a lot earlier on that made you, you know, the the car rental, uh the private rental expert that you are now. Yes, sir. What did that what what did those earlier days look like in terms of what your day to day was like, the processes, everything else? And what have you learned from then that you've now implemented now to where your your business is bulletproof? Ain't nobody coming in there and messing yes, nothing up. Yes, sir. So I think for me, starting off, um, it was just me doing the car sharing apps. It's constantly doing drops. You're washing the car. So yeah. a lot of minimum wage work, right? <laughs> there weren't okay. any policies and procedures in place. None of that. I was just learning as I went. Mm-hmm. As I matured, then I started to put those things in place, right? So now I have a check-in process. I have a checkout process. I have a vehicle inspection process. We have back-end processes where we're running our checks on these clients, right? So, And everything is documented and stored. We use tools like Asana. Well, Asana, if you don't know, is like a project management tool, right? Where right. you could actually document like policies and procedures, um, put all of that in there. I shared that with my team. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I've grown and matured, our processes have also matured. Mm-hmm. Um, I make sure I have staff now. So I don't, I'm not 
hands-on operational anymore i'm not doing any of that stuff instead i'm more strategic i'm behind the scenes i have meetings with the staff i have meetings with my marketing team Mm -hmm. so so i'm thinking my role now is more so how do we grow this thing more right okay how do we scale versus instead oh the next car's going out i gotta go clean that so it takes time as does if anyone tells you the car rental business is passive that's a lie Mm-hmm. It's not true. I hate to break that to you. Starting off, it's not going to be passive. Right. As you mature, though, it'll yes, get there. It gets there. Right. Like any other stream of income. Facts. Nothing is ever 100% passive. Facts. Um, Especially Facts. if you're trying to make over six figures. When you get to that, Facts. you're going to have to sweat for there's some yeah. sweat, sweat equity involved 100%. initially. Right. And then you get to a point where, yes, now the money is rolling in. Now I could hire a few warehouse staff. Mm-hmm. Now I could hire a marketer, bringing in business, putting mm-hmm. out the word out there. And then that's how you start to um, scale your business. There you go. And then that- you stop working in it. You can start working on it. Boom. Bar. And I'm, I'm extremely happy that you said that because, you know, especially, I mean, we, we're both on social media. So we see a lot of people selling false hope, you know, not just even in the car rental business, but just in every business and that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six figures and you ain't going to have to do nothing. And 100% it's like fam- passive. family, like cap. I don't care what you're doing. Once again, I don't care if you sell soap or you, you do car rental. Like there's a process that you have to go through. Yes, sir. And you should embrace that process because yep. I don't, I'm sure from you, you personally, there's some, once again, there's some lumps, some bumps, some bruises that you took in yep. your first year of going through this car rental business yep. that you're probably extremely thankful for now because you're so well, you've gone through those experiences yep. and it's made you so well versed and so thick skin to it. It's like, man, I, like you said, you sleep easy at night because I went through all of that already, yep. right? So you want to embrace that in any form of business, right? Not just within the private rental space with anything. Don't come in trying to be super hands off and thinking everything is going to be peaches. No. It's not, right? And no. if it is... Something's wrong. Nope. <laughs> Some, you're something, not doing it right. You're not, you're, or you're not doing it big enough. You're not doing it right or you're not doing it big enough. And that's nope. a fact, right? But you made mention of something. You talked about your team and uh, you talked about some of the different uh, people that you have in place. One mm-hmm. person you talked about, you know, you have someone that works in marketing, right? Yeah. And that's something I think I, I really want to make sure I get into in this sit down because I think one big reason a lot of people look to the ride sharing platforms like Toro, like Hire Cars, because in a way mm-hmm. they handle the marketing aspect of the car for them. Yes, sir. My job as the renter is just to take these super duper nice pictures. I put it on your platform because there are millions of people searching right. for cars every day. I don't even got to worry about doing all this extra legwork to get this car out right. because it's Toro. It's like it's 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 established brand. People are going to come. You as a private car rental uh, 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 business owner, you don't necessarily have what some people would consider a luxury in that. Right. right. So you got to do your own marketing. You got to do your own advertising. Talk to me about what that looks like. How can we, if I'm in this car rental space, I, I'm taking notes as you talk in my right. business, man. I promise <laughs> you. I'm taking notes as you talk. Hope you guys I'm, are too. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking notes as you talk. Right? I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, business structure, check. Insurance, check. You know, systems and process, everything. Check, 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 check. Okay, I got this private car rental company. Yeah. I got this asset. I got to get the word out. I got to let people know I got this thing going on, right? So I can start get, getting that cash flow. Right. If I'm just getting started, what what did you do then, and what even what are you still doing now as it pertains to marketing your business to to make sure that you're getting consistent leads gotcha. for your private car rental company? All right, so I'll give you guys a few bars, right? So if you're starting out with the car sharing platforms, right? So I call it the training wheels phase, okay? Okay. So I want it's. Uh, you go into a hybrid mode. So I want you to be running the car sharing platform and at the same time you're running private rentals. Okay. But the idea here is you're leveraging the car sharing platforms to build the up the private rental side. Gotcha. So you're starting to, you're giving five-star service to your customers, making sure you're getting testimonials. Mm. You're trying your best to flip them over. Okay. Mm. So a lot of times people, when they hit that trip fee, they're like, oh, whoa, I didn't know Turo was going to charge an extra 500. If you, if you describe you, you have the right words in your listing, They'll hit you up mm-hmm. and um, they'll call you like, hey, can you beat this price? Right. Of course I can. Right, 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 and right. And then right. that's how you can 
moving Move over, over to the private side. Right. Okay. So that's one way of that's a training wheel phase. Okay. You're leveraging those platforms, which are flipping them over to you. Now you have data. Now you're getting them into your state, your net, right? Mm -hmm. Um there's other organic methods that we could use too, right? Facebook Marketplace is another very good one. Gotcha. Okay. Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. Put really? your cars on there, people will blow you up, bro. Okay. Put your cars on there, people will blow you up. I always stress though, like, no die avatar avatar. If okay. you don't know your avatar, you can't you can't market to everybody. Otherwise, right. you market to nobody. nobody. Right. So for me, I'm gonna keep it 100 percent real with you guys. My avatar are your dope boys, gangsters, <laughs> like people that your Hertz, Avis, Churro mm -hmm. won't even approve. Right. Okay. But guess what? They come to me and they take perfect care of my cars. Right. And they pay me good bread for them. Right. That's my avatar. So right. I I speak to them. I go to where they hang out and that's where I market. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I say this to say. If you maybe your niche is traveling nurses, go find Facebook groups cater mm -hmm. to them. Mm. Go drop your cars in there. Right. If you're say you have cars that people would want for weddings, mm -hmm. go to wedding groups, wedding planner groups on Facebook. Right. Go advertise your cars there. Your phone will start to blow up. Okay. There's other organic methods, right? Like leverage social currency. I keep saying that you need to be a walking billboard for yourself. Facts. You need to brand yourself, mm -hmm. have your business cards. Let everybody know you're the rental plug. Mm -hmm. Okay. People will start to, it, it's a snowball effect with private rentals. Right. Um, and that's the beauty of it, bro. Like when, when you're relying on an algorithm on these car sharing platforms, what happens when it dries up? Facts. Right. You have no book of business. You have no data. Mm -hmm. Who do you retarget? Mm -hmm. How do you? Nothing. You're just sitting there waiting. Right. Versus with private rentals. All I got to do is send out a blast email or blast SMS Slashing some prices. Oh, yo, we got a, a weekend special, 15% off. Right. They start calling back again. Right, right, right. You know, um, so that's the beauty of it. So leverage that. Um, I can give you another one. If you have busy shopping plazas around you, mm -hmm. go park your car right there, right on the street. Mm -hmm. Put a bandit sign on the windshield. Mm -hmm. Car okay. for rent. Okay. Put a QR code. Mm -hmm. If you're always outside, I'm a homebody. I'm not outside as much. Certain people are, and I envy that. If you're always outside... Yo, if you're in the clubs every weekend, mm -hmm. when you go in there, you're popping bottles. Them, they need to be having your company name, MTV <laughs> Exotics, when they're popping your bottle. Let everybody in there know right. that's what you do. Right. Get to know the club promoters. That's how, so that's organic marketing. There's also paid marketing. You could run Facebook ads, Google ads. You could do those things too for your car rental business. Right. I'm in the process of securing several billboards right now around right. the city right. in Dallas. So there's several plays you could also run. Get your phone ringing mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about chasing customers down or relying on the algorithm. The, the QR code play was was huge because I see, I mean, there are cars sprinkled all throughout Brooklyn and yeah. just New York in general, but they're like people that are bought them from auctions that are looking to resell them and they put like the little marker in the window and they're like, yo, for sale, $2,000. But now you over here talking about parking your car and some of these, like I've even heard that play, but like, you know, par having your car, you're, you're parked in like by hotel, like where hotels are. Hotels, at, strip right? clubs, funeral homes. A hundred percent. But yeah. once again, it all comes back to knowing your avatar. hundred percent. Right? Like you said, if you're in marketing to everybody, you're really marketing to nobody. nobody. You should know exactly. And by the way, when we talk about avatar, we're talking about knowing the average age of your cut the customer, right? The add the gender of your the your average ethnicity. Gender. I drill down ethnicity, to ethnicity, right? I, it goes it can go as far as to the kind of jobs that they're working, yep. right? What where they're from? What do they like to do? Like this is the market research you want to do if you want to be successful. By the way, not just in private rental business, but yeah. just in business in general, because yeah. you got to know who you're selling to. Otherwise, you're not going to be selling it the right way. And, and speaking, let me piggyback off of that thought too, right? See, the biggest mistake I see people make is they go, when they're trying to get into the business, the first question that comes to head is like, 
what car should I buy, right? Right. And then unfortunately, what they do is they mm -hmm. skip the whole avatar process. They go to Facebook, a Facebook group, a two-row Facebook group, mm -hmm. and then they ask people, what car should I get to get started? Right. You know, and then they're going off of other people's opinions. Right. Or you go to the two-row website, and then you're looking for the top-performing car. That car might be hot today. What if it's not tomorrow? Right. So you don't want to do that. That's why, like, you need to... Speci you need to define your avatar 100 percent facts that way you're getting the kinds of cars they want to drive mm -hmm. and then that way you know your car is always going to stay rented out mm -hmm. so i i think that's key and don't skip that step before you go buy cars that's a ma major key yeah. major major key quick question would you be interested in learning how to start a six-figure credit repair company yes okay what about a six-figure funding business yes again okay what about a six-figure trade line business as well Three yeses, cool, that's all I need. Now listen, I can't say too much now because I do need to get you back to this interview, but I'm getting ready to launch a mentorship program and quite honestly, I think you'd be a perfect fit, right? So when you're done with this video, click the link in the description, it's gonna bring you to the landing page, it's gonna give you all the information you need about this program, when it starts, what it's about, everything you're gonna learn, and if you would be a good fit for it. We'll talk more on that page, but for now, let's get you back to the video. So now, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'd be remiss, we've, we've First off, you dropped a lot of gems here today. You've, you've sure. given a lot of value here today. But there's one more, there's one missing piece that mm. if if I didn't touch on it, I my audience would probably Ooh, slap me in the back of my head. <laughs> I'm be I'm keeping it real with you. So we got to get into it because we, it. when it comes to business, we can't talk about the good without talking about the bad. Let's do it. You already know where I'm going with this. When you coming into this car rental game, man, let, let's talk accidents. Let's okay. talk car accidents because this is something that I'm pretty pretty sure. Again, if you're looking to get into space, this is probably one of the biggest things that you're trying to figure out. Gotcha. And I'm not in the space. But I have people like yourself and other people that I know who are colleagues of mine that are in the space who are, and everybody has said the same thing when it comes to accidents and these rentals. Right. When it comes to accidents, it's not a matter of if, it's, when. it's a matter of when. It's going to happen. Right. Like, there are no if, ands, or buts. Like, it's going to happen. So now if we know that it's going to happen, we need to do our best, mm -hmm. right, as people who are looking to get into space to prepare for when those times come. So... Talk to me a little bit about that. What does the process look like? You you just got a call from your assistant. You just got a call from your manager. Hey, listen, Mike, we got a problem. The Rolls Royce got caught up in this, fender bender that, this whatever it may be. Right. What does that process look like when we have a car in our private rental company that gets into an accident from when we get that call to how we handle it moving forward? Right. So first things first is, you know, um, once you get that call, you just let the renter know to um, let them. Basically, I, I ain't going to lie. When I get that call... I hand it over. I have a plug. Like, I don't deal with that stuff. Okay. I'm not going to be calling insurance companies because the process takes almost four or five months. Really? Oh, yeah. I okay. don't, I'm not dealing with that. For me, it's, <laughs> I got a plug. He's out in Miami. Shout okay. out to my boy Lex. And I just forward the information over to him. He takes care of everything. Gotcha. See, even when I get those calls, I'm not shook because I know we've already kept to our policies and procedures. I know I'm going to get paid. Matter mm -hmm. of fact, I'm going to get make money off of that accident. Okay. So, um, talk a little bit about that. That's what, so... There's several ways to make money in this game off of that, right? So whenever you rent your car out, number one, make sure you're taking a security deposit. Okay. okay. That's number one. That's to cover any damage they do to your vehicle, okay? It's a refundable security deposit. So if they bring the car back, there's no damage, they get the security deposit back. Um, If they damage the car, you keep it. Right. So if it's minor damage, they scuff my rims, I keep the deposit. The entire thing? I keep the entire thing. Woo. You know why? Because guess what? If it's a Lambo rents out for 1400 a day, the turnaround time to fix that rim could be two, three days. Yeah, that's money out of your that's business. That's lost income for right, me. Right. So right. I'm keeping the. I'm keeping it. And guess what? My clientele, my avatar, they're okay with that. Right. Because I let them know beforehand. We even have them sign off on that. Right. Okay. So they're okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, if they damage the car, if you've already verified their insurance, what's the problem here? Right. 
that's fine. The car's going to get paid. Mm -hmm. um, so that's fine. So a matter of fact, we know how to make money on that. So mm -hmm. one thing I'd advise you guys to do is if you have to handle this for yourself, right? So car comes back, it's been in an accident. Send it to, say it's a Toyota. Go send it to a Toyota dealership for an, uh, uh, an Re estimate. Regardless of what it is. Yeah, reg if, yeah, regardless of what it is. If it's an accident, send it to the dealer, the authorized dealer. Okay, to go you. get an estimate first. Okay. Because you need that. Normally, their prices are way higher than That's true. Joe yeah. Blow next door. So <laughs> you want to get that invoice first. Mm -hmm. Now, after, then you get that invoice, you submit that to the insurance company. Mm -hmm. And then let them do their thing. Right. While they're doing their thing, you need to get your car back on the road. So for me, I'm all about quick turnaround. I fix my cars up like my neighbor next door does body repair. So literally, my car is fixed within a week. It's mm -hmm. back on the road. I got to keep making bread on that car. So I'll go send it to him and he'll fix it for way lower right. than what the dealership is asking for. Okay. But then I now get paid by the insurance companies based on that estimate I sent initially. Gotcha. So that's how you make money. We make money on that spread. If depending on what state you're in, you could get lost income. So you could claim that too. Mm -hmm. um, you can get depreciation. Because your value of your car has dropped. Mm -hmm. So you're entitled to that money. In Texas, we can claim depreciation. So I also get that bread too. So there's three possible checks that you could get off of any accident. Right. So the issue is, once again, risk mitigation. Make sure you dot your I's, cross your T's, verify insurance properly, and everything should be cool. <sighs> you have nothing to worry about when you have accidents. Easy money. Easy money. Easy money. Yes, sir. Listen. Listen, 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 Mike, the businessman. Man, I appreciate you, man. Hey, that appreciate that you was for having me, man. that was that was one of them ones. That oh, was yeah. definitely Most one of definitely. them ones. So Most now, definitely. so now, uh, as we prepare to close this thing out, somebody just sat here, pen in one hand, paper in the other. Now they hot. They ready to get ready this to thing go? rocking and rolling. But they want to tap in with you, and also they want to tap in with you know some of the things that you have to offer. Yeah. I know we talked about this off camera. Talk a little bit about you know some of the products that you have going on right now. Some of the uh, um some of the offers that you have right now for somebody that's not just looking to get into the car, the car rental space, but really take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. But maybe they want somebody to, that they could tap into like yourself, somebody yeah. that they can, that can mentor them, really give them the step-by-step -step blueprint that they need to not just come into success, this area and do well, but to strive and perform gotcha. at the highest level. Talk about that. All right. So first things first, right? So I'm going to speak to the people that maybe you want to get started in this business, but you don't have zero credit, no cars, no money. Mm -hmm. I got a free ebook for you guys. Okay. Click, click the link in my bio on Instagram. Well, it's going to be in the description of this video. In the description too. of yeah. this video. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. <laughs> click the link in the description. <laughs> um, get the free ebook. Um, it gives you all the sauce on how to get started. I teach the broker method. So you don't need your own cars, no credit, none of that stuff, okay? Gotcha. Now, for those that maybe you have good credit, you're ready to take it up a notch, right? You, you want to go jump into the luxury cars. You want to get the exotic cars. I have a course. Link's going to be in the bio. In the description. Can, in the description. <laughs> You can get the course today, right? And, and the course will give you all the sauce on how to get started in the car rental business. Um, and now there's people also that want like a personalized one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, I have a one-on-one -on -one mentorship where it's for six weeks, mm -hmm. and I teach you everything from A to Z. So structuring your LLC mm -hmm. to your operations, daily operations, your people, processes, and technology. Risk mitigation, how to identify fraudsters, all the insurance plays. I'm teaching you how to buy your cars, marketing, all my marketing strategies, everything up until the point where you have to deflete your cars. I give you all the sauces for six weeks, one-on-one -on -one with me personally. Mm. Once again, link will be in the description. There you go. Now, last question to close this thing out. And sure. I want you to I want you to answer this, answer this very carefully. Okay. Right? I'm gonna ask you a Let's question and you and you fill in the blank so okay. we can wrap this thing up. You should not get into the private car rental business if blank. If you are emotionally attached to your vehicles, 
Mm, okay, talk a little bit about That's that. Number, I get that all the time. I get people that want to give me a car, mm-hmm. but then like, oh man, they they just can't let go of it, or or somebody spills coffee in the car, and and they're nah, you can't have feelings for these cars, yo. You have to look at this as a business. That car is just an asset that's producing income for you. Nothing mm-hmm. more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. Car gets scuffed up. I don't even yell at my custom, my renters. I'm, I'm like, I hope you guys are okay. You have to be empathetic. And it's all about the experience for the customer, not right. about the cars. The cars right. will get fixed. Right. You sell it and move on to another one. Right. No emotional attachment to these vehicles. That would be the number one thing I'll tell you if you're getting it. You have to have thick skin. Thick skin. There thick you skin. go. And where can people find you? Hey, you can find me on Instagram at Mike underscore the businessman. Holler at me. There you go. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we just we just dang near did a private car rental masterclass for free. Yes, sir. And that's because we want to provide as much value and as information as we can to you, the audience member. And all we ask for return is not much. No, all, all you got to do is take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now to just go ahead and slap that like button if you haven't already and show this video some love. But as always, I'm Marvin Francois, Mike the businessman. Y'all have been good. We've been great. This has been amazing. Thank you and God bless. Appreciate Peace. you guys. Thank you.